This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 7.48 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run with Shazana and Xiaoning. Now, the skies above Subang are set to see a return of jet planes once again, although the jury is still out on whether that's for the better or worse. On Monday, Transport Minister Anthony Locke announced that the government has approved plans to transform the Sultan Abdul Aziz Shah Airport into a regional aviation hub under the Subang Airport Regeneration Plan, or SARP. Or is it SAP? Do we know? But anyway, <laughs> the minister said that the plan will be a major game changer for the airport and includes bringing back narrow body jets to the facility for both commercial and cargo flights. Currently, Subang Airport is used by airlines offering turboprop services for domestic flights. Meanwhile, Malaysian Airports is expected to finalise the business plans over the next two months, including the estimated cost for the redevelopment which has yet to be revealed. Now, the previous regeneration plan put forth by MAHB in 2020 had a price tag of 1.3 billion ringgit for a five-year project. So, what are the implications of the SARP for Malaysian Aviation? Join us for reactions to the plan and what this could mean for the industry is Shantanu Ganga Kudikar, aviation consultant at Frost and Sullivan. Shantanu, good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, the government has announced plans to redevelop Subang Airport into a regional aviation hub. What do you make of the rationale for these plans? Does the country really need a city airport? Uh, city airports typically solve a very different purpose in comparison to the main airports. Uh, the primary focus city airports offer is uh, they give a direct link for business travelers, which is closer to city. Uh, they also support the point-to-point travel for the domestic and regional routes. So there are certain benefits that city airports, uh, airports offer. Uh, quite a few of uh, large metros across the world also f- uh, follow a similar pattern. For example, there is Gimpo in Korea. We have Haneda in Tokyo as well. Even Bangkok has a Don Myong and even London City Airport. So there have been success stories about having city airports and the benefits. So yeah, it, it could possibly lead to a, a, a strong business opportunity. Okay, but then what would need to take place for, let's say, Subang City Airport to make economic sense and actually turn a profit? Uh, the key aspects here to, will be to uh, know and understand the operational infrastructures, make it more lean and agile, while at the same time having smart and digital uh, operational infrastructure that leads to uh, minimizing costs at the same time increasing efficiency. So these will be key aspects. But along with the, the second aspect, which also needs to be considered during the business plan and the, uh, the planning stage, would be to make sure that the uh, the plan is aligned to the requirements of the key stakeholders or the target passenger segments that the airport is focusing on. So that way the costs are minimized. So these are the key aspects. So discussions over the revamp of Subang Airport have been afoot for years. Why do you think the decision, the decision has finally come about now? Uh, in my opinion, from an industry perspective, I think it is now a better time than ever. And there are, primary, there are multiple reasons for this. So in the last few years, in the last three years since the pandemic, uh, there have been uh, quite a few of changes when it comes to the aviation dynamics. Uh, the point-to-point travel has increased. Uh, so uh, passengers don't want to have connecting flights, so they want to have point-to-point, be it regional or domestic. So that's a, a, a on the market. Uh, business travel... Uh, Business travelers want to spend less time in traveling. So these are certain aspects. And so taking all these aspects into consideration and looking at the growth of what Asia-Pacific is bound for the next coming years, uh, 
it this makes the right decision to start now and get a foot in that aspect for the growth in the region okay but i have a question and this is a practical mm-hmm. one right because mm-hmm. if you look at distances let's say from kl city to subang jaya and then kl city to klia the distance mm-hmm. isn't very much different so why would a city airport make sense for for malaysia sure uh because uh the this what the authorities could do is they could split the different uh, passenger segments into two different segments for example people who want quick fast processing uh they want to quickly come in and out of the airport have less lead times could be focusing on the subang airport such as business travelers uh, but larger international flights larger long distance routes could then be focused on the uh, the kli kli2 which we already have so this way the passenger traffic could be split at the same time we could also tap into the uh, the newer routes that are coming in in the region which are more domestic in region for that so that's one also what i understand in the plan they are also looking at urban air mobility which as a possible aspect and this could this could be a point to be considered because uh, we understand in asean as well as across the globe there are plans to implement uh, urban air mobility which is more for the uh, the short distances and that's where subang airport could also have a a role to play in the future hmm. now the estimates for the project haven't been put uh, forth yet um, but previously if you look at a redevelopment plan that was uh, put forth mm-hmm. by malaysia airlines back in 2020 they did say it would be something around 1.3 billion ringgit do you think that um, this will be the price tag that we should expect for the project and will that 2020 plan become the blueprint for the airport revamp um, should that be the way Uh, it would be quite difficult to comment on the pricing as of now because the plans have not fully been uh, released but what we understand is that they are considering a uh, 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 huge aspect because there are seven uh, segments that are being considered right from mro to research and development to business and general aviation and to other aspects so what i can see it's uh, uh, it's a huge plan they are considering but uh, I, i won't be able to comment on the exact pricing of it we'll have to wait and see what the, uh, in the next couple of months the plan comes out meanwhile when we look at subang jaya it has changed very much in terms of what it, mm-hmm. it has become it's now a residential neighborhood so how do we yes. balance you know the 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 considerations of the residents be it noise traffic with having a city airport in the vicinity right So uh, there have to be various feasibility studies being done to understand the noise envelope, as we call it, or uh, what the impact would be. But also, secondly, it could be that uh, to understand how the airport timings or uh, timings could be. So you could have flights which are only in the in the day to avoid uh, disturbing the residents there. So these are a couple of aspects that could be considered uh, apart from others on understanding how that would impact uh, the noise levels that would increase with the use of jet aircrafts there. So we were told by Malaysian airports um, that mm-hmm. currently 70 to 80 percent of flights at KLIA are narrow body jets. So shifting uh-huh. them to Subang will allow for more capacity to have long haul planes. Does I mean does that reasoning make sense? I, I suppose in your opinion. Uh, not all the uh, law, uh, routes would move to Subang Airport. There are only some certain specific routes because, of course, having a city airport which is uh, uh, Subang Airport, uh, the airport taxes, the cost would be higher. And in that case, not all 
passengers will want to pay that premium only those who prefer uh, the closer to city proximity and have a certain purpose would be willing to pay that hmm. so uh, because of course the terminal everything is different from KLI Subang so there will be a specific passenger target audience which will be focused on Subang so it will not be a competition to KLI it will just be a complement to it as I said hmm. Okay, so let's take a bigger picture look at the aviation mm-hmm. sector. How does Malaysia stack up in against its regional peers in terms of aviation facilities? Malaysia is already uh, Malaysia already has uh, multiple aerospace companies as well as MROs in the region, and uh, it is uh, it has been the last few years uh, establishing new companies also. So it it already has a strong position in the region. And uh, having such a new facility where they're looking at uh, not only the MROs, but also research and development and business general aviation, uh, this will bring forward uh, Malaysia's plan to become a leader in the aviation aerospace industry uh, in the next few years. Okay, so there are no gaps in terms of government policy, facilities, players in industry to make Malaysia uh, become a major aviation hub in this region? Uh, I would say it gaps. So there might be certain aspects which have to be considered by all the stakeholders. Uh, but I'm sure uh, that everyone wants the benefit uh, when it comes to developing the Malaysian aerospace, be it the government or the industry. So I believe uh, at the end, it would definitely be for the good. Shantanu, thank you very much for speaking with us. That was Shantanu Ganga Kadakar, aviation consultant at Frost and Sullivan, talking to us about the plan to redevelop Subang Airport. What are some of the benefits as well as the factors that the government needs to consider in order to materialize this plan? I have to confess, I do like taking flights from Subang Airport. I do find the whole process much faster. Of course, it's nearer to my home compared to KLIA. Um, it's just that Will it cannibalise KLIA in some way if we allow narrow jet body planes to take off? And will this airport then make any money? Will it be the case where Malaysian airports uses its other airports to subsidise this airport? Uh, Maybe for the good if it thinks of it as a a total uh, aviation package in Malaysia? I'm not sure. I am particularly um, interested to see how they resolve the issue of congestion because like you said, Xiaoning, it Subang is a very mature development now. We've had 20-odd years to just be accustomed to not having a busy airport in our midst. If it's coming back, how will that be resolved? The noise. I think that is a big issue. And really, as they look to invest in Subang, I really think they need to look at KLIA as well and just yes. keep upgrading the facilities there. KLIA 2 causes me a headache every time I go. Well, recently, I think we saw on social media, right, the, the number one bugbear that people have at KLIA 1 is the aero trains. Now, People ask, why is it always not working? Why do we have to take the bus? Why is the signage so complicated? So, you know, if all facilities across all Malaysian airports can be improved, hey, why not? I agree, absolutely. It is coming up to 7.59 a.m. We are heading into the 8 a.m. News Bulletin. And then after that, Philip C. will be speaking to Kelly Kam, CEO of Alliance Bank Live on the Breakfast Grill. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.